Happy Friday, everybody. It's Payday Friday. It's Julio. And Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? La, 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 la. Canta con mi coro, oye como va. La, 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 la. Deja la tristeza, échala pa' allá. What's going on, everybody? It's Julio, and as always, I am joined here by the radiant, the sensational, the long-haired <laughs> Leslie Munoz. How are you today? Good. It's tired. A... Tired. Very, 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 very tired, but we are here. It's been an interesting few weeks, huh? Yes, we have been MIA in MIA, <laughs> Miami. I like that. Shout um, out. <laughs> for... Um, We've been MIA for what, three two, weeks two, already? Yeah, two, three weeks. But we were got stuck in Miami. Um, a lot happened. Um, we went originally for Thanksgiving. Yep. And ended up going for the hospital. Um, our son JJ got really really sick, um, and he got RSV from his daycare here in San Antonio, and <clears throat> so he ended up having to have a two week, almost two weeks, one day short, of a hospital stay in ICU. So, um, that's how we spend our Thanksgiving break. Um, we came back last week and we are ready to rock and roll. So if you've been wondering where we've been, that is where we have been. And we're exhausted. We're exhausted, but we were very thankful that it happened where it happened just because we had family there that was able to switch out because coincidentally, um, Julio and I both got the flu um, I came down with it first and eventually infected everybody. So, so you're like, you're like patient zero. <laughs> so in the zombie, yes, this in the zombie apocalypse, stay away from me. <laughs> patient um, zero. <laughs> so we were. Um, who did you say we were? Oh, so there there was one day that we had to be kind of isolated from everybody. Right? Yeah, they wouldn't let us go around anywhere in the house. So they made us lay in this one room and this one in bed. bed. There, and I said, man, I feel like those two old people from. Uh, Willy Wonka and the, the Chocolate Factory. From, yes. But they had, there were four in a bed where we were two in a bed. And I was like, oh, I've got the golden ticket. I can start moving again. <laughs> no, you were singing the Charlie song. Cheer up, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally every week we would be watching like, I read like literally a whole book. We were in bed for at least two days, both of us. And then we were like, we can't. On Thanksgiving Day, we were just like, we didn't really have Thanksgiving. But I was like, I cannot lay in that bed anymore. Um... <clears throat> But he would sing that song and up I, and on. And I even wore a long, long shirt. So I can feel like <laughs> Charlie's grandfather. No, he didn't. It was magical. Well, yeah, so here we are. We're back. Here we are, and we feel uh, like Christmas came out of nowhere. I know, right? Where the I hell, feel like we the... missed almost the whole month of December, even though we really didn't. But it just has gone so fast, and we feel so far behind. 2019 in general, it was like a blink of an eye. Yeah. It was like January... We had a kid. Here we are. 2019 was a great year, but it was also a year I'd like to say goodbye to. It, it couldn't have been worse than uh, 2018. 2018 was just a annoying year. I just wanted 2018 and Android. What was wrong with 2018? It's just, it's just 2018. It didn't, look at it. Look how it looks. 2018. Okay, that doesn't even make sense. I don't, I don't like 2018. Just the numbers were weird. Anyway, so since this is going to be our Christmas episode, um, Hi, I thought coming? we'd for a little bit... Santa! Speaking of Santa, we took JJ tonight, earlier today, um, 
to take pictures of Santa. We weren't sure whether he was going to cry or if he was going to smile. Um, What's so he, scary about a random old fat guy that's going to be sitting there? You have no idea. Um, he cried towards the end, but we got some good pictures of Santa. He never smiled because he was like, who the heck are you? And why are you holding me? I've always had so many questions. So here's the whole thing with Santa Claus. You know how we teach kids stranger danger? What happens to stranger danger with Santa? It's like, oh, hey, here's a random man. He's going to give you candy. Oh, and presents. Oh, and by the way, sit on his lap. Nothing weird about any of this, right? Nothing no. weird at all. It's Nothing. Santa. And it's supervised. You're like literally there I'm for on like you, two Santa. seconds. I'm on to you. You're literally there for two seconds. Literally. And it, they took all my money. You should do a dateline special. Two second <laughs> picture and I paid uh, 60 bucks. Yay. 60 bucks. But it's okay. <laughs> Worth the memories. So that's what we did. Um, so let's go ahead and discuss. Um, no, I wanna, let's talk about a little bit. About, so we're getting ready for Christmas. Yes. Have you done oh all your goodness. shopping? No, I have not done all my shopping. You are a procrastinator. No, hello. Procrastinator. Hospital stays. <laughs> um, I've got most of it done. I just haven't gotten you because you're the most complicated person to buy for. Listen, people. He goes, oh, buy me, buy me a couple, couple shirts from Untuck, or you can untuck buy me Untuck it. Untuck it. Whatever, Shout out. Whatever that place is called. We love Untuck, untuck it. Untuck it. He loves the shirts. Anyways. He doesn't have one, so if you'd like to send him one, untuck it. Go ahead. Um, Donate to my charity. It's called the Julio Munoz Foundation, where we wear untucked shirts. <laughs> and also, he goes, oh, you could also get me some shirts from a couple sh- a couple people, like two shirts from Lacoste. Hey, man. Yeah, those shirts are expensive. I want to teach yourself. El yes, coco we share rino, income, man. But, like, <laughs> I mean, you don't really... I don't want him to buy his own Christmas present. I mean, I guess he could on the download. He doesn't okay. need to know that. <laughs> But so he is the most complicated person to buy I for. Not. I haven't bought JJ you know what anything I can go for? either. You know what you can get me? Socks and underwear. You know, I remember when I was a kid, I hated socks. Yeah, because he literally goes through socks and underwear like nobody's. Where do all your socks go? I don't know. I donate them <laughs> to <laughs> random people. I just walk up there and go, You, sir, here are my socks. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Thank you. Well, at least you don't donate your underwear because it's kind hey, of Hey, I do sometimes. <laughs> I feel bad. I say, listen, just don't look, don't look at the back part, okay? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, oh my I God. Go, I go, have these. Just don't that's, smell them. that's so gross. <laughs> Shush, stop saying that. That's so gross. It's for love. It's, it's called Chonis for love. <laughs> the more you use, the better. <laughs> uh, I should make a charity called that. People said all their dirty Chonis to Ew. you. Okay, can we stop? If you have bowel issues, send those to <laughs> Okay, stop. That's so This episode's gross. taking a big left turn, huh? So I know we have very different traditions because we both grew up in two very different places. For you, this is like alien land over here because I don't know anything about Texas. And in Miami, it's like normalcy. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So what are some of your traditions that you did uh, when you were a kid for Christmas? Um, did you roast chestnuts? No, we actually did not. But I've always wondered, what is a chestnut? Is ah, it like I'm glad a peanut? Yes. Is it a, like an almond? We went to H-E-B today, shout out. <laughs> oh, and hey. uh, they actually had a bag full of chestnuts. So you have walnuts, you had like all these ones. And the chestnuts are the ones that are like the darker outside. Uh-huh. Right? And then you like put them like on um. How do I know roast. this and you don't? You roast them. You roast them. <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Okay, okay. okay. Sorry, my Celine Dion's coming out. 
<laughs> I hope it stays. No. Celine. So, um, for me, for Christmas, um, we lived, usually growing up, um, I lived right next door to my grandparents. So, I would open all my Christmas presents in the morning. And then I would literally drag them in a trash bag down the sidewalk to go show my grandpa. Cause my was grandma it a hefty? Was, Shout out. It was, no, we couldn't afford hefty. So, <laughs> literally had holes by the time I finished dragging it. Um, and it, honestly, it wasn't a lot of toys. Maybe like five or four. I don't know. But, so my grandpa was up. My grandma was the one that sleeps in, so I would show him all my presents, take them out of the trash bag, and then put them back in, and he'd be like, oh, nice, mija. Um, and then, of course, you know, Mexican families, and I'm sure a lot of Hispanic families, um, we eat tamales on Christmas. Aye. So my grandma, for years, has always made tamales. Now that she's older, she doesn't do it. But you- and I have um, done it twice. I did it two, two um, Christmases or three Christmases. But it's a lot of work, and it's a lot to do by yourself. Yeah, no, thank you. So, um, thanks to Bill Miller's hashtag shout out, um, I order them now because they taste to me just the same, and they're not so expensive, and I order them. So, so very, very important distinction. A Mexican tamale is, tamale is completely different than yes. a Cuban tamale. Because yes. you guys put Which stuff... better. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Of course they <laughs> Have are. Have you ever had un tamale en hoja? No, you don't, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I had the one from um, Hugo de Palacios. Palacio Los Hugo. Whatever that place is called. Shout out. So, what you need, so, the difference is you guys actually put meat and chicken and stuff in the middle of your tamale? Yeah, we put it in a corn husk. We do. Well, we don't put it in a We put, put it, it in hoja. Una hoja. What's a hoja? It's una hoja, like a leaf. Like Are you sure that's not a corn husk? Because a corn husk is the same thing as a leaf. Sure. You know what? I think it is a I think it's husk. a oja because we call them oja. No, you know what it is also? Uh, the Dominicans, they put it in an actual like uh, plantain leaf, I believe. Okay, so... The, so Don't at me, this Dominicans. Is, this is the debate. <laughs> Lots of other people talk about lechon. We're going to have the debate about tamales here, oh okay? So Mexican tamales have, of course, the cornmeal spread on the corn husk or the oja and... You put meat, sometimes you, any Don't pork. Eat no meat. <laughs> pork, um, chicken, beans. Um, some people make sweet tamales. So my grandma has always made um, tamales with um, a mixture of beef and pork. And it's kind of like in a minced meat, like shredded meat. Like if you were to cook it in a crock pot for a really, really long time. With a bunch of different spices like camino, um, chili powder, salt, pepper, so forth. <clears throat> and then another really important thing that Mexicans do um, they is that... They grab the ashes of their ancestors and no, put them into the... Yeah, and they say, ya mija. Um, <laughs> is that we flavor the masa, which is... Do you flavor your masa? I, I don't know, man. I didn't cook. I went to the corner store. I go, oye, I'm tamala. Ah, give me home. So we know. flavor our, th- our masa. Some people don't, which I think is so weird because, like, to eat cornmeal without flavor, you're pretty much eating, like, what? Like, dry toast. <laughs> you're so bland. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's our, our tamales. Um, my grandma, again, what I've said, she'd make a combination meat. But then she'd also make beans. And then beans with jalapeno because, you know, we got to have our spice. Um, and spice. then what a really cool thing that, like, I absolutely, absolutely love um, is that 
my we have Mexican hot chocolate. You know you've made it in the Hispanic world when you have your own hot chocolate. Listen, and let man. me tell you, let me tell you, mm, don't interrupt this. Okay. <laughs> so when you have leftover masa, the unflavored kind, just the regular that's like cornmeal, you can put it in a big old pot, put some milk, condensed milk, um, actually a it's like a bark of Mexican hot chocolate, which is has more of like a like a it's spicier. Bitter, man. It's so bitter. No, but you have to put sugar in it. But it's so bitter. It has like a spicier, nuttier, like um, cinnamony taste. It's so good. Um, and you mix it together. And it makes this Mexican hot chocolate drink called Champorao. And my grandmother would make it um, all the time. And it's so good. It's so amazing you've never had it. But that's one of the many traditions that we had growing up. Mexican yep. hot chocolate is better. I don't like it. You've never even had it. Not that one, but the one that you make, the abuelita one. Oh, 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 oh. Abuelita, no shout out to you. <laughs> don't give me those eyes. How could you just say that? No That's shout out like... to you. Disdain in my eyes. Yes. I'm just kidding. So, let me ask you a question. I don't talk hey. about Lucerne's hey, in Miami. I never talk about Lucerne's. Lucerne's the best. So you're Shout like, out Lucerne's. You're pretty uh, much like stomping on my... I love you, Lucerne's. Lucerne, <laughs> I love you. Let me ask you a question. Uh, were you a 24th or a 25th present opener? Um, Always a 25th. I, we don't open Christmas. So, when um my mom, they would, all my family would come to my mom, our house. And we would do... Um, cause she would have everyone's um, presents ready on the 24th. Instead of dragging them all to my grandma's, she would just have everybody come over. So we would have more of like a, <clears throat> a snack type dinner, which we'd have just like finger foods. Um, but it was everybody with chaos. Like lunchtime. Loud. Huh? Like at lunchtime? No, no, it was evening. But we'd like, have oh, like... Oh, night? Yeah, we'd oh, have like oh. nachos, cheese, of course, tamales. Um... And, you know, veggie tray, just things like that because everyone would be just be going crazy, opening gifts and stuff. Um, and so that was our 24th tradition. Um, and then for Christmas, everybody would be at their homes opening presents. And then we would all go to my grandma's house and open presents together. Nice. So you? for us, we did, think, we, we did things a little different. Uh, so Cubans love to eat pork. Yes. I all know. kinds of pork. So Thanksgiving, sometimes we do like a hachina for a... But I've heard from at Puro Let Me Tell You. So this is what I've been wanting to ask. Would Shout I have? Out. I've been so busy, yes, because we love those guys. Um, so they're, so DJ's family does Not the... No, no, no. But the, we're talking about the pork, the lechon, right? Uh-huh. Um, they do it in the in the actual pit instead of cajachina. Everybody does it a little different. Because it's different. So yeah. what did what did your family do? So it was a combination. <laughs> we went to some people's houses where they had pits. We went to some people's houses where they did uh, cajachina. We went to some people's houses where they just did a spit. Mm-hmm. Where literally it's like it just rotates. like like So uh, instead of actually putting it in the ground, mm-hmm. what they would do is they would actually put the coals like on this like thing. And this uh, the, the whole pig would just rotate. Yeah. And then they would just do un pernil. Or they would just do like just like a section. So what's the, of the difference pig. between pernil and lechon? Pernil is like a, it's like the leg or like a section of a pig. The lechon is the entire pig. It's oh. like the entire thing with the eyeballs and everything. Which, by the way, the good luck so is. So how come they call it lechon and not like puerco? Because or... lechon is the entire. It's a un lechon entero. Puerco is just pork. 
So and I hear trying to get the skin crispy is like kind of like an art. Uh, it is. No they, one likes gelatinous no, pork. No, well, I mean, skin. I mean, sometimes if you want to drink like a shake, you can drink mm-hmm. some gelatinous pork. Yeah, that's disgusting. Just just Nobody does that. No, but one, but the good thing is for good luck. Once they have the pork ready, if you grab one of the eyeballs and you're one of the first ones to eat it, you have good luck for the rest of the year. You're welcome, America. So we do. Yeah. We, we, so we we would we would always pick somebody's house. It was either for Noche. It was we call it Noche Buena, yes. which is the twenty fourth, and we always do it at night. So what we do is so during the day, everybody's cooking. Whether they're doing the cajina, they're doing this. So what ends up happening is we all decide we're we going to a friend's house, we're going to a family's house. So we always, we always pick somebody's house, and we run like twenty thirty deep whenever we go into these houses. And every year we've done something different. We've always gone with a different member of the family, or we've gone to a family friend's house. Um, one, one year, you know, we went, I mean, we've had, we've had so many random like events, but the, literally the party starts at like seven or eight and we can go till like midnight, one, two in the morning. Let me ask you, is there always a flan? Uh, yes. Okay. So here's the thing, people. I have never liked flan because it's not really. It's because you haven't had our flan. Flan is like a Mexican thing. I've never liked it because it, I'm a very textured person when it comes to like my food and it tastes like, I like jello. But like flan is like the texture no. of wait wait let me get to my story. It's the texture of Jello to me. The ones that I have tasted, and it's just it, the, the taste did not resonate very well with me. And also I'm lactose intolerant, so yeah I can't really have the whole flan. However, when we were in Miami, you bought a flan from two different places. La Vaquita, which by the way don't <laughs> knock Vaquita flan, right? So explain the La Vaquita. La Vaquita. So basically. Um, us Cubans, the way we name things is by how we see this. So I used to have a little black dog. The name of the dog was Blackie. <laughs> so La Vaquita is a little corner store, but it has this giant cow on top of it. So we call it La Vaquita. And they sell milk and like other things. Uh, b- but pastries. it's like literally, like it's like a drive through And the closest thing we have to a drive through where you can pick up drinks is like... Um, yeah, but you can't, I mean, you can't, like, the, what you guys have here is, like, a whole No, that's what I'm saying, the alcoholic one, the alcoholic drink. Yeah, but this is, this is like, a little mini store. Like, yeah. if you need to buy chips or milk, they, they're known because of, of their milk. So, like, if you, it's, if it's, like, if it's like hint, late at night. It's the la vaquita. La vaquita. So, if it's, like, late at night and you're trying to get some milk and do that stuff, you, you know, you buy your <laughs> carton of milk there. But what ends up happening is, you end up getting, I, I, they told me, oye, coge la flan en la vaquita. I'm like, no, vaquita flan, I can't be that great. It's the greatest thing in the entire world. Okay, so the okay, it was okay. I took a bite, but the other one. Where did you get the other one from? It's called Cao, C A O. It's off of a uh, bird and coral. Uh, coral. No, oh. is it Coralway? Yeah, it is Coralway. Because yeah. Coralway is when you had how you head to Lucerne's. Lucerne, yeah. shout out again. So um, Cao, C A O, is basically like it used to be where they used to have a a, a Vicky's Bakery there. Now they now they call it Cow because now they're like, oh, we're so cool now. So that flan, I have to tell you, was more of like a custard, custardy, cream cheesy. It was the greatest thing in the entire world. Cheesecakey kind of texture, y'all. It was good. That that crap was legit. And funny thing is that you know we, in order to go see the baby at the hospital, we would take shifts, so I'd have to go buy cow. So <clears throat> police officers in Miami, they don't eat donuts. They go to Cal to eat pastelitos in the morning because there was literally like 15 of them all there getting their pastelitos, which is hilarious. So in Miami, um, Miami PD does not eat donuts. They eat pastelitos. Uh, uh, Any warm-blooded Cuban-American who lives in Miami eats pastelitos. That's all I'm going to say. Coquetas, shout out. So (laughs) so, uh, 
yeah, so what we do is, so the 24th, we always, you know, we party till, like, late at night. We always dance. You always got to have your Benny More, and you have to have your Celia, and you have to have your wheelie, wheelie chino, hoy. And you need to have, you know, uh, oh, my God, what else do we have? Uh, we have all kinds of music. Uh, Gloria Stefan. We have everything, man. And the whole thing is, so we eat, we talk a lot of crap, we play some dominoes, and then we dance. We dance. Those are the staples. That's what you want to do. You want to do something like that. So what ends up happening is, you know, 24th, if in certain places, what they'll do is because you're, you know, you're around certain people, what they'll do is you can open one gift. And it's yeah. usually something small, usually like a pair of underwear <laughs> or like my grandmother saying, Ay, castillo, que rico. No, she wouldn't do that, but she would do that. But, uh, so yeah, everybody opens like a little thing with a stocking stuffer or, you know, hand sanitizer from Bath and Body Works. Or any of that crazy crap. But yeah, so you open a little thing, but then in the morning on the 25th, I'm talking about like crack early. Like I remember we would wake up at like 7 Christmas! Christmas! They literally have videos. Oh my God. And so we would run up to, we run into my parents' room and my dad, he's like, oh my God, let me sleep for like five more minutes. So it's at 25th in the morning. So what you always do is you, you know, you start off at your house, right? So for us, because uh, in my family, we were, before my cousin was born, it was the only kids were me and my brother. Everybody like my grandmother would my grandmother would sleep over, my other grandmother would be there. Uh, my two aunts would sleep over. Like yeah. yeah they, everybody would sleep over, right? So we would wake up mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, it's so early." <laughs> <laughs> so like we would all start ripping presents. So the whole thing is we would rip the present. We wouldn't even show it. To, my dad would be there with a the camera and we wouldn't even show it to the camera. We just rip it, look at it, throw it to the side, onto the next one. It was muchacho, enseña el regalo, quién te regalo, de quién es eso. Oh, and if you didn't tell them who the gift was from. Oh, they'd be so mad. He's like, we tenemos que dar las gracias. We have to give thanks. We have to say thank you to those people. Who gave you that gift? Well, no, Santa. We have to give thanks to Santa because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why do we got to say thank you? Santa gave us the gift. Santa's helper gave <laughs> So, yeah. So, we open our gifts. And then we have cafecito. And we have a breakfast. And then we all hang out together. And then usually, like, we... Like, uh, if there's anything we need to return, we return it during... If it's, if it's open, if it's not, then we just hang out at the house, we watch movies, and then at night we have leftovers of the 24th if we brought any with us. Because if we went somewhere else and we didn't bring anything with us... See, that's to me, that's the strange part, the leftovers. Like, yeah, like, you have to have a Christmas dinner. No, 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 no. Christmas 25th dinner. is gift day. Yeah, it's gift day, but you also have no, a No, you already you had... Have have a dinner. Tw- did you not hear about the 24th? Well, I don't want leftovers. Christmas is a special Have you day. ever had... Have you ever had... 24th left, don't you want leftovers? If you're doing it right, your leftovers are even better than the day, the day after. I'm telling you right there. So, more of the story is, have a good 24th. Only open one present. Now, there's different cultures, whether you're Puerto Rican, Dominican, or uh, Uruguayan. It, it depends on where you're from. I had friends that they would open gifts on the 24th, and they would not open gifts yeah. on the 25th. My, they would just like breakfast on the 25th. My students do that. Like we we had a little discussion. The They're other weird. Day. No, I'm just kidding. They what do you you don't even know what I'm saying? They're weird. They I'm do the 24th, kidding. and then and then they were all interested about and what I was doing for Christmas and stuff, and so they do the 24th. So yeah. Interesting. So that's Christmas. Anything, anything else you want to throw out there about Christmas? Your favorite Christmas song. Oh, that's very easy. Hey, my favorite Christmas song. Oh, man, now it's hard because now I'm still between two. Uh, Luis Miguel. Hey, Hoy es Navidad. 
Oh, I'm surprised you didn't say Amy Grant. I mean, Wait, the entire. This guy that's why. I, that's Amy why. Grant. That's why I was stuck in the between because it, for me, we grew up with the the first Amy Grant Christmas album. Like we literally <sighs> broke that till the wheels fell off. So that is if we're talking about you're talking about song. It's Hoy Navidad by Luis Miguel. If you're talking about album, Amy Grant's first Christmas album is the best. Shout out, shout out. How about you? Um, I bet you're something in sync, isn't it? Well, true, but like I'm talking about if you want to do like nostalgic, like when I hear this song, I think of like Christmas and my family, like my immediate family, like my mom. Um, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. The snow. No, not that one. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <sighs> um, that one always like makes me feel nostalgic about Christmas. But if I'm thinking like older, like once I've got my teenagers, of course, in sync, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, because that is the absolute best Christmas song, and I literally like listen to that album non-stop have you heard Luis Miguel's Always Navidad yeah I've heard it but like it's come like, on like, it's like magic Merry Christmas it's just so happy it's a happy song like, have you heard Luis Miguel Luis Miguel sings and it's like it's like love making is coming out of his mouth like oh Luis but side note like we just watched speaking of NSYNC and not well, to I get you say speaking of love making this kind of got a whole different direction no Go ahead. Um, we had watched that um that Netflix series on Lou Pearlman and NSYNC. And now, like, going back real quick, thinking about, like, to side note, er, skirt, skirt. It's very interesting. You need to watch it. Um, if you were into that boy band craze, because you're just thinking, like, oh, my God, these guys are awesome, and blah, blah, blah. And just think of, like, all the things that were happening to them. So that was a side note, but that's a cool Netflix show. That is the weirdest turn we could have taken I'm in just this. saying, we were talking about NSYNC. <laughs> But for Luke what was Roman. the best present that you ever got? Oh my god, damn that—that's hard. Up. No, that's really hard. I—I I do remember that I, I was—I I started getting really into music when I started turning into my like a teenager, and this is the weirdest ask. And I'm sure my parents, when when they probably bought the album, they really don't pay attention. But when I got it, I, I was like, now I think back to it, I'm like, I actually had no idea what they bought me. So. When I was like thirteen, or maybe twelve, I don't remember. I, twelve. I, I don't know. I was like thirteen. I was I, I was really into music. I told my parents all I want is Seals' album, the one that had "Kiss from a Rose." That's yeah. all I wanted. That's all I want. So the funny thing is, if you whoever has that album, or if you go on Spotify and look up Seal and look at that specific album, uh, it's called "Kiss from a Rose." He's butt naked in the entire thing, and he's doing the sign of the cross, but like, he's covering his private parts. And I look at it now, I'm like. My parents had no idea what they were paying me because they knew what was on there. Like, I But yeah, that was I think memorable because now I think back to it. And every time I think about that album cover, I just laugh hysterically. It would be Seal's Kiss from a Rose because I really wanted that CD so bad. Hmm. What about you? Um, mine. I think the most memorable ones I've always remembered. And this is a little. I'm always like the nostalgic one. Um, was when my mom and I were together, just us. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I married my stepdad. And um, one year, she asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And all I said I wanted was a bike and a lunchbox. And I had told her, well, um, I really need the lunchbox more. So go ahead and get me a lunchbox. And I don't need the bike. Well, she ended up getting a Christmas bonus. And that Christmas, I got both my lunchbox and a bike. Was it a Huffy? 
No, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> but, like, it was white. But let me tell you about this lunchbox, y'all. Like, this lunchbox, I wish I still had it because it was amazing. You know, it was, like, the big plastic ones that, like, had the little, like, handle and had the little, like, class that you undid. It was well, this bunk, was it? it was plastic. Oh, okay. It was bright yellow, y'all. Had a face on it. I don't remember what the face is. But let me tell you, it had a stinking radio in the lunchbox. It was like before its time. Yeah, it was so amazing. And like, I remember I'd go to lunch and like, I'd turn the radio on. Like, I think I was like in first grade and like the kids were like, oh my gosh, your lunchbox is so cool because you, you have the radio. I don't know what I was listening to. NPR. (laughs) (laughs) Talk point counterpoint. I'm your host. Bill Wackta. I just remember that I thought that was like the coolest thing. So that's probably like of all the Christmases that I have. Um, and then also one thing that my mom has done like or did um, is that every year she would give me an ornament. I don't know if any of you guys have that tradition um, where she would give me an ornament of like something like I say like a lot of something interesting or memorable events that I did throughout the year so every year now that she's gone it's really cool that I get to unwrap those ornaments every year and she put little notes with them and um so for example like she put the tickets of when we went to see Toy Story and she put them in a little homemade ornament and put the date and said how much fun she had so that's one of the traditions and that's something that I've started doing for JJ yeah it's pretty cool you know I I think ultimately (laughs) at the end of the day it's like Christmas like it's good to start building, not only keep your old traditions, but even start building new traditions. But I think one, two thing is to remember on Christmas is that if you have the opportunity to give, um, please take that opportunity. Um, like I, I have a student. Um, I love this story. I love this kid. Um, a lot of you know, some people may not, um, depending on the episodes you've heard, but I do work in a school that's underprivileged in a really, really rough neighborhood here in San Antonio. And this kid, this is, kid is my, my reason why for being a teacher. This is why I get up and go to work for this kid. Just because he's such a sweet kid, but he's, his family's very, 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 um, poor. And he was telling me today that he, he was telling me today that he wasn't going to be here tomorrow. Tomorrow's the last day of school. Um, and he wasn't going to be here tomorrow because he was going to get to meet the Spurs players. And his eyes lit up when he was telling me the story. And he's like, Miss Munoz, they signed us up because the Spurs players are going to bring us Christmas presents. And he's like, 12-year-olds like me, we only get one present. But little kids like my sister, they get two presents. And when he said it, it kind of made me sad, which I was going to bring him some a present tomorrow but i'll take it back later but i just thought that was really sad so i wanted to segue real quick um actually based on something you were talking about a little bit ago uh you know when you were a kid you, had to, you want you were choosing between do i want a bike do i want a lunchbox yes and one of the things i wanted to talk about is the idea of choice you know um a lot of times in the things that we're doing you know whether it's getting ready for the holidays or you know working you know with our families or Deciding if we want to travel to be with family or family's going to travel or be with us. Or even even segueing back to our finances or even in, in things that we're doing in our lives, there's a lot of choice involved. Yeah. And what you're noticing is, especially not just this time of the year, but just in general, 
you know, a lot of the times, a lot of the choices that we make can impact our abilities of what we can do, you know, in the future. Yeah. For example, right now everybody's doing Christmas shopping. I mean, people tend to spend a significant amount of money, uh, you know, for presents, whether yes. it's for their family, for their friends, for, you know, their relatives, for their loved ones. And what ends up happening is a lot of times people, you know, are just charging away because they want to make sure that everybody has a great present. They want to outdo what they did last year. And what happens is you, you get to this point where you, you've spent so much for Christmas that all of a sudden, like, now we're starting January, February, you know, the first yeah. half of the year, and you're broke. You're like, oh, my God, now I got to pay off, you know, the Xbox or the computer or the Apple Watch or whatever it is that you were buying that yeah. you spent all this money on in the beginning of the year. So it's like you've, you've already started off the year behind. Yes. So, and then all of a sudden, that's when people were like, man, I hope I had to get a good tax return because I could pay off a lot of the money that I spent on yeah. gifts and stuff like that. So, it's it's rough because you really, like, it's like you're setting yourself up to start off already behind. But I, it's not looking just at, you know, getting into debt, getting behind. But I want to talk about, you know, the choices that we make that can either lead us to a positive solution mm-hmm. or it can lead us to... A negative uh, solution, and you know, I think back, you know, um, you know, a little bit about. I throw, I throw a funny story out there, and then I'm gonna throw a serious story out there. So here's a funny story. First of all, so I never had a tattoo, never had a tattoo. So I, of course, young and in love, like oh, I'm so young and I'm so in love. So I decided I want to get my first tattoo, but of course, the first tattoo I wanted to get. Was like the initial of this girl that I was dating at the time. Ugh. Yeah. So still there, y'all. Still there. Yeah. No, I'm getting to my story, Karen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what ends up happening is, uh, so I get this letter tattooed on my back, but not just in any random place. I originally wanted to put it right smack in the middle of my spine, and the guy goes, "No, man, you shouldn't do that, man. You should." You know, put it on your your scapula. You know, just put it right there. Because, you, man, you, want, you could add to it later on. You could put cool designs. And long story short, I, I, I did not end up with that, that young lady. And I had a random letter on my back. My first tattoo I ever had. And I'm like, okay. So I have... I remember I went to a tattoo Hashtag shop. Hashtag fail. Yeah. Went to a tattoo shop and I said Hashtag to the guy... life lessons. Yeah. Huge life lessons. Life lessons. So, went to the tattoo shop and I asked the guy, listen... What are my options in order? He goes, well, you can get it lasered off. He goes, but it hurts 10 times more than how you got it on. I go, well, that's out of the question. Where I'm definitely not doing that one. So he goes, all right, we can cover it up. He goes, but it's a pretty big letter. The only thing that you can really do is put either a, a black box <laughs> <laughs> or like this giant cross. I'm like, listen, man, nah. He goes, I go, what's option three? He goes, well, you can make it into a word. I go, okay. So I now look like a damn cholo. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it, but I've been thinking it for the last eight years. Okay, so now, but I I sell it off. Okay, but now, so no, I do. So yeah, so now what I ended up doing was I. Uh, so I, now on my back it says Valor. <laughs> yeah, so but it? you can totally tell the difference because A L. No, I I did it on purpose, but I did it on purpose because I said to the guy, if I'm going to do a word, it's got to make sense because the first letter is like this calligraphy, like, you know, those old, old books, like, 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 uh, uh, sleeping, sleeping beauty where the very first letter is all drawn out beautifully, like corporate Gothic, like, uh, you know, like all of these calligraphy things. So 
I, that's how the first letter was. So the guy goes, well, if you're going to do that, instead of doing every letter like that, do it like a book. The first letter was like that, and then everything else is like this cool cursive design. So I said, all right, man, let's do that. So I have the word valor on my back now. You but you know, put, There's so many other words, too, that you could have, like, why did you pick valor? What, victory? Victim. <laughs> Victim? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that would have been a story for the rest of my life. No, I picked valor because, uh, I don't know, it's just like, I, I like the meaning of valor. It's like, you know, you're integrity it's like it, it's like a i don't know i, I really enjoy the word valor plus and it was a small word that it didn't hurt so much putting it on my back vapid victory vapid can, can you imagine somebody with vapid <laughs> sorry you have I'm vapid on words that start victory you know how long it would have been victory vaporu vivaporu i should have done that that's what I you totally done. should have done that vivaporu. vix vix right so that's the the funny one of my, but you know the other one was uh, hashtag y'all um put in the comments of all the different letter uh words he could have yeah put on he, the back of all his of the bag. words that could have fit on my back I was thinking like vivacious but that, <laughs> but that would have been a little weird viva paru viva paru so uh the other decision is um I remember when I was uh you know I was going I was getting ready to decide you know what I wanted to do in my life I remember, I just graduated. Um, you know, again, I had just broken up with, with, with this girl and, um, you know, I really, there, there were not many much options. Like I, I was thinking that I could do, um, you know, I was, I was like, man, I'm 24 years old. I don't know what I can do. I'm, I feel like I'm getting older. I'm stuck in a dead end job and things of that nature. So, and at the time I was living with, with a friend of mine and, um, it's like, I was just doing stupid crap after stupid crap. And to the point where I just, I did stupid crap where he, t- he even told me, listen, man, you can't live here anymore. So it's like, I, I remember I was just sitting there. I had having no, like a midlife crisis. I, a midlife crisis at 24. Like 24. Yeah. So I was trying to say, what am I going to do in my life? You know, like, like, what do I do? So I remember that um, one option was go back to school. But I, and the, the thing is, I had student loan debt, but it was very, very small. I think it was like $3,000. So it was very, very, very small. Well, 3000 student loan debt. Everything else was on my credit card. Yeah. So it was actually not that small if you think about it. It was more like $15,000. When you include those two grand, the three grand with the other money I had, so it was, I don't know, it was, it, it was. So I, I was saying, well, I can go to school, but if I go to school, I'm gonna have to like get more student loans, and I'm like, I don't want to get into more student loans. So I remember I was watching TV and I, and I saw a commercial for the Navy, and I'm like, I can't do that, man. I can't join the Navy. I'm 24 years old. Do you really? I'm gonna join the Navy. Nobody in my family had ever done the military. You know, I mean, I was the first one in my immediate family who was born. In the United States, so I mean, every, nobody in Cuba had joined the military. I mean, you have to do uh, mandatory service, but nobody was like gun ho about the military, you know, in my immediate family. So I, I looked at it, I laughed at it, but then the thing is, I started doing some more research, and I said, okay, I, I mean, I was making decent money, you know, in what I was doing in sales. So I said, if I take, if I go this route, I immediately take a significant pay cut, but. If I do this now, there's a possibility it could shape my future. And the problem is that the way that I had set myself up with my career, with my career as far as the job that I was working with, the degree that I got, I there was only so many things I could do. I could only get into maybe another sales job. I could probably get into hospitality, yeah. maybe get into something with like the you know the cruise industry. You know, I was I was very limited in my options. And one thing I always wanted to do, I always wanted to work in healthcare. But the only way I can work in healthcare is to get a job at a hospital or find somebody that can give me, you know, a job with, 
you know, with some kind of like pharmaceuticals or, or go back to school to or, be or go exactly or go back to school or get to like you know some like uh, technical training. So honestly, um, I said, you know what? Yeah, I left. It, I left it to God. I said, you know, if, if this is something you want me to do, you know, you'll open the door. And I remember that I took my ASVAB. I got I got great scores. And I remember. I, so if anybody who's you know had to go through the whole military process, uh, the first thing you do is you take your ASVAB. After you take your ASVAB, you get a physical. You have to go to MEP, uh, MEPS and you get yes. your your physical. But after you get your physical and you pass all that stuff, they put you in this giant room and you're sitting with a bunch of other people, but depending on what branch you're going for. And I chose the Navy. And um, we had to, so what they do is you literally, so you start, you go to this MEPS uh, from like four in the morning and you're there till five in the afternoon if you can't find a job. So I remember I got there four in the morning and the first time I was there, they did our physical, everything was good. Then they moved us into this room to wait for a job to be available to see if we wanted to take that job. And had you already told your parents that this is what you're going to do? I had, they had no idea I was doing all this. Oh, I was doing God. all this on the down low. So... Uh, and the funny thing is, I think to myself, so how was I going to do this on the download when I had to sign a piece of paper saying, hey, I'm going to do this, but I didn't get sworn in yet, so I still had an out. So what ends up happening is, I remember um, my uh, recruiter told me, hey, uh, there's a job. I remember it was the first time I, I was in MEPS, and the guy goes to me, hey, there might be a job opening when it comes to like uh, computer programming, but like working on like the the like the like uh, the planes, you know, yeah. on, on a ship where you can like work on the systems and work on computers. He goes, would you want to do that? Your ASVAB score you know, matches up with that. I go, yeah, if it's available, yeah, sure, why not? But uh, when, by the time that they, you know, they started calling people in, that job was gone. So it turns out five o'clock came and went and I, after five o'clock, I said they have to close the shop down and you have to go. So in order for me to, if I wasn't to get a job, I had to come back another day at, starting at four in the morning yeah. to sit in a room waiting, no cell phone, nothing, waiting to see if there was a job available. So I came back day two. And of course, you know, at time, you know, I had to take, you know, time off from work and stuff like that. So I, uh, I come day two, I sat there from four in the morning all the way to five after nothing. The guy told me, Hey, there might be a thing with subs. Hey, there might be an opportunity with, um, undes, undesignated, which I did not want to do that. Um, they were like, he would just come out with these random things. So after day two, nothing happened. So day three comes around and there's another day I got to take off. I flat out told the guy, I go, listen, man. I've sat here for two two days. This is gonna be day three. If there is no job available, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to join. You know what I'm saying? So I remember uh, they were going through the room. People were getting called in, and then finally, uh, there were five of us that were waiting uh, for Navy side. It was like around one in the afternoon. They were waiting for a job. So they called. I was number five. So they called the first four people in. And they offered them this only job that was left, and all four of them declined it. And when they get to me, they go, listen, man, this is the only job we have left. Would you want it? It's called Hospital Corman. And Hospital Corman is working, you know, working in healthcare. And I was shocked. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take it. So I, I you know, I basically, long story short, I ended up going to the military. You know, things, you know, things took weird turns. But the funny thing is, you know, a lot of times we think we're making choices that are, a lot of times we just make choices to make choices. But the funny thing is, it's funny how life takes turns. Because I remember one of our choices that we were like, oh my God, why do we make this choice was to go live in North Carolina. Yeah. When, we were, when I was picking orders, <clears throat> I had, my options were... And if you hadn't have made the choice, say the most important thing of all. I wouldn't have had a shepherd's pie. Really? <laughs> I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten married, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so the funny thing is, I uh, when I was picking uh, training, like A school training... Uh, it ended up bringing me to San Antonio, which is where I met the vivacious 
Leslie Munoz. <laughs> you could have put Vivacious on your back. Oh my god, Vivacious, can you imagine? <laughs> so then, uh, so I came here, I met you, but then the funny thing is, um, when we were picking orders, my options were San Diego, but I would have to do additional training called FMTB, which is training with the Marines. Uh, Japan, but I wouldn't have been able to take Leslie with me. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, or Jacksonville, North Carolina. So I remember I called her and I say I wanted to go to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, the Florida. two Jacksonville. Yeah, so I, I told her I kind of want to go to Jacksonville, Florida. But she's like, No, I want to see all the seasons. And I didn't want to go to Florida because I was like, It's so hot there. And I was pushing for Florida. I like, but I, I I let her make the choice because ultimately, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Like I wish we would have picked Jacksonville, Florida. But the funny thing, but here's the funny thing. Well, I, wait, because my friend ended up, my best friend from elementary ended up moving there with her husband, who was in the army. But but it's funny because it, like the choices. This is where we go back yes. to choices. So she ends up saying, "Let's go to Jacksonville, North Carolina," and I kept telling her, "Are you sure?" Because I was thinking snow and snow. mountains. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So I, I asked her four times. I'll never forget. I went four straight times. Are you sure? She said yes. I go. Are you sure? She said yes. I go. Are you really, 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 really sure? She goes yes. I go fine. So, and the funny thing is that I had a buddy of mine who was in my class when we were picking orders that he was, he was getting married and his, uh, his, his future wife was actually going to be near Jacksonville, Florida. So he wanted to get Jacksonville because he wanted to be near to her. So because of our test scores, I actually scored higher than him. So I had first pick. So when she told me, let's go with Jacksonville, North Carolina, she goes, well, also, doesn't he want to be closer to his wife? Let's just give him Jacksonville, Florida. And I said, all right, that's, that's a good call. So I looked at, I'll never forget. I looked at him and I go, hey man, enjoy Florida. I said, I'm going to North Carolina. Even my instructor was like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) We had no idea. We had no idea. Long story short, we ended up going to Jacksonville. It's a tiny, tiny, tiny town. If there was no base there, there'd be no, like, town. So, I mean, when we first got there, it was kind of like, oh my God, what are we going to do? But here's the funny thing. When we got there, we actually qualified to buy our house. So we actually bought our first house in North Carolina, which, by the way, we still own till this day. And then the other thing is, so I was going to be there four and a half years. So I remember sitting back. I'm like, what are we going to do all this time? You know? And it's like, you know, your options were have 10 kids or, you know, be bored out of your mind. And of course, I'm like an E3. So I was making like peanuts well, at the time. Yeah. And so. And you weren't even working. No, I could not. Even with my degree, I could not find a job. I, could, I didn't find a job for over a year. Yeah. So in that in that year, I was like, well, we he found out that I could go to school on base. And so I was like, well, I might as well go and get my master's. It's not like I'm doing anything. And so um, I signed up to do my master's. Well, lo and behold, you know, you sign up for one thing, make one choice, and then something else happens because at the same time I had um, applied for a job on base at, at the daycare working at the front desk just because I needed something to do. I needed some kind of an income. And so ended up have, getting a job, but also starting my master's at the same time. And then Julio ended up doing yeah. his as well. Yeah, and the funny thing is, so I'm sitting there, and then uh, I remember one of my chiefs goes, hey, why don't you go to school? And I said, I, I go, well, I didn't think about that. So I remember I went on base, and I went to one of, and they had a, a bunch of different universities that are offered there on base. And I'll never forget it. They, they go to me, well, honestly, they go, what degree do you have right now? I go, I have my bachelor's degree. I have it in business administration. They go, why don't you get your MBA? And the whole thing is that I have my G, my GI Bill. So they go, it, we I th- was it they only let us take what one or two classes at a time? Was it two classes at a time? 
Yeah, two classes at a time. So, because, yeah, because if we were going full time and we were working full time, you could only take two classes at a time. So, they go, if you take two classes at a time, you'll finish in a year and a half. And I'll never forget it. I mean, I remember walking into some of these classes and I was the only enlisted guy. Everybody was an officer. Everybody was either senior enlisted, like they had been in for 20, 30 years. Or they were retired. Or they were retired or they were officers. And I remember me, an E3 boot, walking in through the door and they're like, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? But long story short, so it actually, the choices that we made actually led us to where we are today. If I wouldn't have gotten my MBA, I actually wouldn't have gotten the opportunities that I did on base. Because as soon as I, gra- I literally, I went nonstop. And, and to tell you about the worst part was, there were times where I wanted to stop because we only had one car. Yes. And she worked on the other side of base. So if I wanted to go to school, my only option was to walk to school. So, I mean, this is North Carolina. So, there was, I started going to school in the summer. So, it went from the summer. So, it was super hot. It would rain. And then it got into the winter. It was freezing. So, I had to walk to school. And it was going to school from this like. Was here. It, it, was, it was rough. He had the hardest part just because I worked different hours. He got out at 4 and sometimes I would work till like 6.30. So, granted, I would go to school like in the evening. So, I'd eventually be at the campus that he was at. But, I mean, he had to walk. Yeah, and there were times, but there were also times, like, it's like, we would have to be there till like, 10, 10, 30 at night. Yeah. You know, like, so, it, and it was, like, you know, twice, something. After you, being up at, like, we would get up, like, like at 4, four in, in the morning. Because yeah. I would have to go to PT or I had duty and stuff like that. So, it's, like, you know, it, it was rough. And I remember, I remember when I was go, started going through it, you know, people were dropping, like, flies. They were like, no, you know, this is not for me right now. I'll just start, I'll start it up again later on. But I knew for a fact, if I stopped... I would never take yeah. it back up. So I said, if I can do this in my first year here, if I could finish this in my first year and a half here, you know, I, I just feel like I accomplished something. And you know what? It ended up working out. Uh, I ended up picking rank right away as soon as I was there. And as soon as I finished my MBA, my chiefs and my officers, they started actually putting me in positions to learn the hospital, like the business of the hospital. So I learned how to do contracting. I learned how to, you know, uh, lead a, a clinic. I learned how to do accounting. I learned how to do... Um, you know, uh, patient booking. I learned uh, coding. I, I learned so many things. And, and the thing is that it was such a small, like it, it, the hospital in the departments that I was in was so small that I could move around and I could do all these things. And it got to the point where I was an E4, okay? So I was a petty officer, third class. And um, I was the only E4 that was in charge of three different clinics and that had over 20 people under me. Usually that's reserved for anybody who's an E5 or above who they put as a, as what they call as a lead petty officer. Um, so I was an E4 and like, and they were like, well, how did you end up doing that? And how, you know, and it was, so because of that, as soon as I was getting out, I already had job offers that I could work straight into the, it, with, with hospitals. And the big one was that when my first year of working, as soon as I got out, I found the role that I'm in today. And, you know, it has a great salary. You know, I've excelled incredibly in what I've been doing, you know, in my job. But, it all went back to a choice. Now that was a positive choice, and, and granted, there were some negative choices that have happened that happened around there. But sometimes, you know, we make a choice that we're making it out of impulse more than out of necessity. And a lot of times, we think that we're we're getting things or we're doing things that are quote unquote necessities, which we end inf- up being on like the gerbil wheel yeah absolutely absolutely so it's like it's like a lot of times it's like you know i I think back you know i had an uncle who he uh his choice was he wanted to start up a a gutter business 
uh, not gutters, um, uh, shutter business. I'm sorry, not gutters, shutters. Uh, but the problem is, uh, you know, business was great during, when Hurricane season was around. And, you know, what ends up happening is, like, this was like, uh, there was a few bad hurricanes that happened in Florida that were literally got hit by like five in one year. And he actually, he raked up a bunch of money. But what happened was, he ended up raking up all that money. And his idea was, well, I'm going to go and spend it all. He built this giant house. They, you know, but the whole thing is, like, he did all these things to, like, you know, to be bought cars and bought watches and bought this and bought that. But he, he didn't keep, he didn't put any money away. And he didn't think, okay, this is one season where we did great. How do we kind of set ourselves up for low seasons? Long story short, based on his choices, you know, the business started slowing down a lot to the point where, you know, Florida didn't see that many hurricanes for two, three, four, five straight years. And he lost it all. He lost it all because he didn't plan. He just, he saw that it was one great year and, and, and it was rough. Because I remember like, you know, like he reached out to us and we had we helped him out and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough when a choice, when when you start making choices that cause you to lose everything. I, I think about it, the people that also like, you know, like have a, you know, they gamble a lot. Yes. And, and not just like your simple gambling, but think about even, I also look at it like playing a lotto, for example. You know, I, you think about it, it's only five bucks. But it, let's say, I, I, I knew this one lady who she would play five bucks Every single day, either on scratch offs or on, um, you know, the stuff. And, and, we, and I remember I sat down with her and I go, "Hey, let's add up. You know how much you're going into that? Have you won anything? Has anything come back out of this?" And you know what? I remember, I remember like I think I worked with her for about two years, and finally she goes, "You know, you're absolutely right. You know, I've, I've put like almost like two thousand dollars, probably even more than that. You know, in, in the last few months, and I've seen nothing out of it. Maybe a buck or two, or like a, maybe like." 25 bucks that I got back but think about it think about that risk return you know what I'm saying that you put all that money into this thing hoping that you're gonna be a millionaire one day and you know you're just you're literally just throwing your money away yeah so real quick uh, uh, how about you like have there have you felt like there's anything you made a choice on that at the time you were worried about it but it ended up being like one of the best choices you made or and what uh, on on the flip side did you ever make a choice where you're like man why did I do that um, yeah, I mean, so I feel like once we got back from him being out of the military, um, I was, so I had, at the daycare on base, I was an, um, the director's assistant. So moving back here, I ended up taking a job as an executive assistant for, um, two VPs and a president, um, for a local company here in San Antonio. And although, like, it was the best, it was a great choice because that's how we found the Dave Ramsey program. And that's how we eventually became debt-free. At the same time, I disliked it because I already had my master's and I felt like I was being underutilized within the company. And I mean, I guess who hasn't felt that way? Um, But then I made the choice within that job to become a teacher. And, um, because it was a risky move because at the time we were like purchasing a house and I eventually had to tell that the company and my boss there, which was a VP, um, that I was going to be moving on to a different position. Well, they cut my salary, which was literally like in half. And, um, so it, 
And it was scary because I was literally gambling with my future. I was gambling with the fact that, and completely blindly trusting God, that he was going to provide. Because I didn't have a teaching job and I didn't have my certifications. I hadn't even um, completed all of the classes to complete my certification. So I was just going blindly that I was going to pass this test. And... Um, I ended up passing everything but the math because, like, I suck at math. And so I had heard from one of the, the workers there that the school that I work for now, IDEA, um, hired teachers that were uncertified just as long as you got your certification while you were working there. And had I not been working at this company and had I not made a good relationship with that employee, he literally, like, left, like, two days after he told me that information. Um... I would not have the job that I have now and I know that like I would not be the teacher that I have now and I feel like that was like a huge choice and I mean everybody knows that like in life we have to make choices but sometimes we have to make those scary choices and take a leap of faith even when we're scared because whether for me whether it was a bad choice or not like I knew that I had to like jump in and, and do something with my life because I knew that like granted like you can get paid very well being an executive assistant I'm the type of person that <laughs> I don't like being told what to do I don't like being someone's <sighs> maid in a way because like I would have to bring the president lunch and ask him if he wanted lunch and I sometimes I just felt like a waitress not saying that anyone who's an executive assistant it, it that's a bad job but it just wasn't for me it wasn't for my personality it just wasn't I felt like I could do more and I wanted to do more. So um, that's why I feel like teaching was a really, really good choice. Is this something I want to do for the rest of my life? No, but at this moment, I feel like I am like giving back. I feel like my life and like my job as a whole has purpose because I am like a teacher, but I'm also helping my kids in so many more ways. I'm there for them when their parents can't be. Um... <clears throat> And then, like, a bad choice, I would say. <sighs> I mean, I haven't made, like... Donating a... your underwear? No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made, like, a lot of bad choices as far as, like, career-wise. Well, not career-wise, um, but, like, it could be anything. People have dated. Or, like, like or buying a car when you were... Oh, yeah. He always brings... <laughs> I, aren't you I glad to have, like, a spouse that brings up your, like... But, okay, it wasn't a bad choice. It was a bad choice because at the time... You know, like, when you're young... Whatever. When you taught the Mustang, we'll talk I about know, that. I know. So, I had bought a Jeep. And, like, I love Jeeps. And, like, I would always swear by Jeeps. Hashtag Jeep. Shout out. Because, like, I got in a really bad accident one time. And, like... There was nothing wrong with the Jeep, and I had minimal injuries. So I've always loved Jeeps. Anyway, <clears throat> I had the one Jeep. This was a poor choice because I had literally gotten in high school, brand new Jeep, Grand Cherokee, 2003. And um, it was paid off. Dummy me goes in like, hey, I need a new car. In 2009, I mean, the car, yeah, was already going to be like, old but who cares like at now that i'm looking at who cares it still ran perfectly i traded it in for a brand new jeep that literally like had everything like it was a fully. and it was fully loaded and it had a v8 engine so it literally like ate gas so much that i it was insane and the payment i'll never forget 535 dollars 
and 77 cents every month y'all i made 11.25 <laughs> like and that was like after the, i got the jeep before i got a raise y'all so can you just imagine and i had my apartment so yeah it was um i it was yeah it was not good um and so we literally just actually that car just literally died probably a year ago yeah so that, <laughs> the reason i brought that up is because you know, it was a rough choice at the very beginning, but guess what? It ended up working out. Because- so, yeah, me and my mom worked out, and, like, I paid it, and then um, when we moved away, she needed a car, so she ended up having having the Jeep, and it worked out because she didn't have to make that many payments on it, and then um, she drove it, and then we ended up having it back when we moved back, and so we had a car for, what, three years? Yeah. Without payments. It, I mean, thing, it was literally, it was on its last leg. And the funny thing is, is that it, like, where our new house is, it literally died down the street. Yeah. And to, to not to tell you, the, the coincidence is, is that it died on the day of my mom's anniversary when she died. And a part of Julio and I did not want to give up the car because it was, like, hers at the last at, at towards the end so it was hard and it was like kind of like her saying like okay y'all need to like get rid of this car <laughs> but that's what that's right. and the reason I, I want i brought that up not to put your i know dirty laundry dirty underwear in your face is i'm gonna stick with underwear this whole episode <laughs> it's you know a lot of times we're worried about making a bad choice yeah and a lot of times we are worried about failure i remember when i first came on to this job uh, I kept saying, I don't want, I kept telling my boss, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail. And then I'll never forget, she goes, newsflash, you're going to have to fail sometimes. Because when you fail, that's when you're going to learn how, first of all, never do that again and how to become a better person from that failure. Yeah. So, yes, did I get a tattoo of V on my back? 100%. He just you know spit y'all in my face. But you know what? I don't regret anything that, like, I, I don't regret that because at the end of the day, you know, it's it, it reminds me of, you know, like, experiences and choices and it reminds me of you know that i look like a cholo every single day but <laughs> for real but no but like honestly like you think about it you, you made up you know you, you made, didn't make a great choice when you bought that jeep but guess what it helped out your mom yeah it helped us out and so it, it's funny how life sometimes when you sometimes make that mistake it tends to kind of come full circle you know so a lot of t- you're probably sitting there right now thinking to yourself you know is this choice worth it should i start this business I'm, I'm afraid that if i start a business and i leave my current job which is comfortable that and if i fail you know I, i'm not gonna have a guaranteed paycheck here's the thing if you're if you're about to start something right now and you're worried already about the failure you're starting off on the wrong foot when if you're if you're looking right now to start something whether it's a job whether it's a family whether it's you know to you know to move you know, to change your career, you know, just know these things. There's no such thing as being too old to make a, uh, to make a change. Mm. There's no such thing as, you know, oh my God, that, you know, that, that you're going to be the, per- you're going to have the most perfect business. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have moments that you're going to fail. You're going to have moments where you're going it, to, it's going to, it's going to be rough. You're going to have moments where you're, it's going to be tight, but it's in those moments that you're going to learn the most about yourself. You're going to learn the most about your environment and you're going to learn the most about the people around you. Because if we all just automatically bred success right off the bat, then, you know, everything would be perfect and there'd be no, no 
terrible jobs. There'd be no companies that would go out of business. You know, we would just be perfect people all the time. The big thing is, you know, the one, the one last story I want to leave you with when it comes to just doing it, it reminds me of the story of Steven Spielberg. I remember I took a, I took a film class um, whew, when I was in high school and uh, Spielberg had, you know, he really wanted to get into movie, in the movie business and he really just wanted to, you know, like figure, figure out how he can work in movies. So I, I know there's an urban legend or whether it's real or it's fake, but just think about it this way, whether it was real or fake or whatever, this guy showed up to a movie studio. This, the legend is that he takes up a broom closet and makes it his own office. And the guys just start showing up to meetings. Again, there's another time, another era, but he started doing these things. Why? Because he said, I want to be this. So I'm going to engulf myself in everything that is that. The guy today is one of the most successful directors of all time. Last And the other one is, look at Jeff Bezos. I always bring up Bezos because the, the, the one video that I watch over and over again on YouTube is he's being interviewed by 60 Minutes. And he is literally in a small, small office with one of these old computers. And he's got this graffitied uh, uh, sign that says Amazon on it. And the idea was simple. You can come to my website. This is in the advent of the internet. Come to my website and you can buy books. And people were like, oh, the internet. No, 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 no. You got to go to, you know, to Borders. Or you got to go to Barnes & Nobles. Or you got to go to, you know, City Books or whatever. All these bookstores. Because people want to feel books. People don't want to just, you know, order a random book from online. But the guy had foresight. The guy said, you know what? And, and they would tell him all the time. like, hey, you know, where, where do you go from here? Books, but he had foresight. He said, you know, I know that we can go from books to supplies to, and he knew that he can expand the business. And the guy's a multi-billionaire now. Is he a perfect vessel? Absolutely not. But the guy had foresight for the future. What I'm basically trying to tell you is don't be so concerned about what will happen if you fail, but be concerned about taking that first step. Yeah. Because a lot of times... We spend so much time worried about what can go wrong that you're not actually focusing on how you can work this situation to make it go right. And I think, too, is that when you think about it, the choices in life will ultimately happen whether you like to or not. Choices will come and go and pass you by and change will ultimately happen right in front of you. And if you don't make the choice to change, because that's also what a choice is, leads up to is to a change you know if you don't make that choice then it's gonna pass you by and someone eventually will make a choice and then you'll be waiting and waiting and waiting for that choice to happen yeah don't 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 live your life wondering what if i i think not to interrupt like my kids are watching um (laughs) <laughs> my kids were watching um, Home Alone 2 today and it was crazy because, you know, Donald Trump was in in the movie and my kids are like, no, no, no. And I always teach them respect. No matter what your political affiliation is, we show respect to the people that are in leadership positions. Okay? Regardless of what everything. So I just made that little comment, but it also made me think and then it spans when he goes into New York and it shows the Twin Towers and I just think of how much change 
um, has happened within the time from when the, that movie came out when we were kids to like my students now and think of like and I made me think of like the choices that have like passed people by and all this time and so much so many things are now different and and it feels like that was just yesterday that we were little and that movie had just come out and now my kids are seeing it in such a different era and they feel like that movie was made like eons ago and it really wasn't it was in our childhood and so it it all comes back to like making that change but also making that choice to make that change because change is ultimately going to happen every new year so last last thing i want to leave you all with is look today at what choice you need to make are you trying to decide if you uh, maybe need to downsize in your house. Or are you trying to decide if you need to buy a new house? Um, are you trying to decide whether, you know, what kind of school you're going to put your kids in? Are you trying to decide, you know, like I had put in, some, we had put in some of these pictures, uh, you know, between that buying beer and buying toilet paper, you know, whether you need to buy insulin or you need to pay or you buy some food, whether you need to, you know, uh, pay your water bill, pay your electric bill. You know, there's gonna, there's gonna, you, today I want you to take a moment and look at your choice, at what choices are set in front of you. What can you do today to set yourself up for Better tomorrow? Better for tomorrow. So that's our show. Uh, thank you for joining us. And as always, the hardest choices are trying to figure out where to eat with your spouse. Because <laughs> you sure. can never make up your mind. Me, him. <laughs> And with that, you know, we want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. We hope you have fun with your family. Happy and Hanukkah loved ones. if you're Jewish. Um, and yes, Happy Hanukkah if you're Jewish. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, and also have a Happy New Year. Um, we will be back next week to close out the year. Yeah, and uh, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you leave a a message for us here on this comment, episode please. comment below put some hashtags you can make hashtag change you can make hashtag choices and just give us some feedback on this episode or what you want to hear in the or following also episode. hashtag what other names could have julio put on his back starting with the v <laughs> but the other thing is also uh you know stay tuned for our, our episode next week you know this episode six and next week we're gonna be talking about buying a house Yay. You know, and as we're getting into your new year and you're getting into, you know, new choices, uh, uh, one of the biggest comments you always get is, give us more information on, you know, how to buy a house. How, what do we do when we buy a house? Things of that nature. But with that, as always, I'm Julio. And I'm Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? All right, guys. You have a good one. Merry Christmas. It's that time of year.